Folks, hello. Another episode of Let's Talk Ed. Chris and I are talking this week about how to choose teaching faculty. We spoke in the previous segment about how to draft the job description, who and where, who should we contact and how we should try to contact them and where we should be uh, focusing our energy. In this particular episode, we thought we'd talk about what to look for in the application packages once you've received them. What to look for, how to sift through them. Sometimes you have dozens and dozens, right? And and you're swimming in it. But what are you looking for? You need to go in with an intention, right? And then from there, uh, Chris, I'm thinking perhaps we should address what goes on in an interview and what we should be looking for amongst the candidates we bring in. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, you know, one of the the fun parts anytime I've been on a hiring committee, I think, is is starting to go through those applications and and seeing what stands out. And certainly, you know, I'm looking at, at their resume and, and what their, their background is, where they've been, what they've done. Uh, I really do like reading the cover letter to get an idea of, you know, what is your philosophy? And, you know, I, we all understand that the resume, the cover letter, the CV, whatever, particular thing you have received, we all know that that is a a very sanitized version of the person. They are absolutely putting their best foot forward in that. So, uh, you know, there is a little bit of figuring out, okay, who, who is going to be the right fit for us? And, you know, some of it is really knowing and understanding what is it that you want as an instructor at your institution? Uh, do you want somebody that is going to be that very authoritative classroom figure? Uh, or are you looking for somebody that, you know, might be incredibly passionate about, you know, having those one-on-ones with students and really individually helping them succeed? There's not necessarily a wrong answer to that. Um, but that's one of the things that I'm starting to look for is, you know, hey, this sounds like, you know, someone that would really fit in well here. And, you know, I'm also starting to think a little bit about, you know, how they are actually going to fit in at the institution uh, with the other personalities that are there. So along the lines of what you said, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, we have uh based on the accreditation standards, we have to look for minimum qualifiers. And those should be known from the get-go and those should be part of the announcement, including uh, what the equivalencies are. So for instance, if we're hiring somebody for communication, a master's in communication is a requirement at the two and four year level for the undergraduate education, okay? So master's in what? Master's in communication is the obvious one, but what about uh, you know, are there other equivalencies? We should be looking for that. So that's the very basic. That tells you whether the person from from a uh, um, standard is at the bare minimum. The next thing we should look at, and that's typically an HR job. Uh, now we get the packages. Let's say we started with with fifty. We get we end up with thirty packages. Uh, you know, you can read 30 resumes or 30 CVs. Like you said, they're sanitized and everybody's thinking about showing how their life is linear. 
you know, like like as if haphazard things don't come in, as if they don't make decisions and reroute themselves. Uh, or goodness forbid, you know, you get you get laid off because you've got you know a uh, you know a new owner of the company and they want to trim off the workforce or something like that. So honesty is is a very big deal for me. Moreover, and that doesn't come out in a resume; it typically comes out in a letter. Uh, also, the why? Why are you interested? Right? Like you you called it the sanitized version. I think I, I hate those. Because that's a paragraph. That's that's your typical. Apologize for that. That's the typical cover letter. What's going to distinguish you? That's what I'm looking for. You know, people poo-poo the idea of teaching philosophy. I'm very interested in seeing where you stand on it. Right. That's part of the why. Why are you here? What What do you think when I say that to you, uh, Chris? Yeah. No. I. You know. You and I are in agreement there because I I do want to know. You know the why because. You know, I, I don't necessarily believe that everything you've done in your life has led up to this moment for this one job. Um, you know, I I want to know, you know, why did you choose a life of, of education? Um, why do you want to touch students' lives and work to improve the, their lives? Uh, and, and I would love to read real candid resumes about that, real candid cover letters, rather, about that. Um, you know, I think back to my own experience when I was getting ready to start my career in broadcasting. Uh, one of the things that uh, was really important was for you to stand out in your cover letter. And it was not advisable to do the very corporate cover letter that, you know, I have waited my entire life to work for, you know, WXYZ or whatever, um, you know, what, what they really wanted to know was, you know, what makes you different than everybody else? And I can remember my first cover letter uh, that I wrote was, you know, I see you're looking for this particular position. You can stop now because I'm your guy. That's my opening paragraph. And, you know, now that's probably a little a little firm for higher education. Uh, and I have not used that one uh, as I've sought higher ed positions. But again, you know, if, if you have that true educational philosophy and, you know, maybe you go into a little bit a particular educator that had touched your life to help develop that philosophy. I'd love to read that. Well, we should all be interested in reading it, right? And loving every moment of it. And that's what we need to take into the actual interview with the people. Yes, we need to have a very basic Q&A. HR requires it for any number of things. Absolutely. But I'm sorry, there's a lot of, ch of chaff there. How can we sift through it and get to the actual kernels? And uh, another element that uh, that I like, and, and very many people don't want to spend the, the time doing it, which is uh, let's mock up a lecture, right? And let's have bona fide students there and see how you interact with them. We choose the topic. You know about it ahead of time. 
And it's not about your presentation that you're going to show us as much as it is the interactive element. It's about how you speak, right? The monotonality about your interaction with the students. It's the asking the questions, uh, how you answer them, whether you push them to think. And those also could and should be part of the interview itself, right? What are you sussing out otherwise? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I want to see that personality in the classroom. Um, you know, are you that person that is going to turn around, write on the whiteboard and talk to the whiteboard the entire time? Uh, or are you somebody that is going to really, really go over and above to try to gain interaction? And, um, you know, I, I want to know a little bit, too, about, you know, as you are creating assignments, quizzes, tests, so and so forth, you know, what do those look like for you? Uh, you know, is everything just your very basic, you know, all right, I need you to write a four page paper about this? Or are you coming up with out of the box kind of assignments that, you know, are going to engage students? They're still going to be able to demonstrate their knowledge but they're also going to uh, have some fun doing it. Right. So, folks, uh, this week we're talking about how to, to, uh, how to choose the teaching faculty in, in, in institutions. And uh, during this episode, Chris and I spoke specifically about what to look for in an application package and what to look for during the interview. Uh, I want to remind uh, you all that uh, John Hetty, the uh, the uh, Australian slash New Zealander researchers said that the number one reason for student success is the teacher believing in them. And that's part of what we should be looking for. We look forward to seeing you uh, in the next episodes of uh, Let's Talk Ed. We come to you three times a week and uh, we are wherever you find the podcasts, including here on YouTube. Smash that uh, bell and we hope to, for you to, sus to subscribe, like, share. And let's come together to change education.